Hey, this is Frank Swicky coming to you live on this podcast, second one. And uh, we're still in Genesis chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. No, 6 through 10. Whoops. Sorry. So um, water is an important thing. I, I love water. I'm a waterholic. I drink water like it's going out of style. And uh, it's a really cool thing to drink water, to have water in your system, to have water all over the world, to have fresh water, salt water, all kinds of water. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's not COVID. Allergies. But water is really important uh, to a lot of things. Uh, the earth, the plants, yourself, taking medication. Water is an important thing. So where did water come from? Water had to start somewhere, right? There, there had to be a start of water. Somebody had to invent water and the water cycle. It's an amazing thing, the water cycle is. It's an amazing thing to see it in work and the science behind it. And I absolutely love water. Did I say that already? Well, God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. You ever notice when somebody says water, uh, us Southerners, where I grew up in Delaware, say water, like there's a D in it. And up here in the north, it's water, has a T. Um, other places I've been at, it says water. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing how people say different things about water. But God said, let there be a vault between waters to separate water from water. So, in that idea, in that concept, we learned that there was water above the earth and water below the earth. Now, if you've done any scientific studies, when you're underwater, radiation is less. Radiation doesn't penetrate as quickly as it does if you're on land. Especially as you get deeper into the water, light fades away, radiation fades away, and heat fades away. Now just think, before clouds, there was a water, an expanse of water, that the sun had to shine through first, and then go through the water, and then you would light up the world. So think about this. Just think about this. If there wasn't as much radiation from the sun, then people could live longer, plants could grow bigger, and humans could grow taller and live to 900 years old. There would be bigger animals, like giant-sized animals, that sometimes hmm, we call dinosaurs. Dinosaurs lived with humans. It's in the Bible. It's in the book of Job. But just think of water being above and water on the earth. Look at verse 7. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. So there was, a, there was water, not clouds. Remember, up till Noah's day... Rain did not exist. 
there was no rain. It was so much dew on the ground that it actually watered the plants. They didn't even know what rain was. So they looked at Noah and said he was crazy. They didn't need water. Now, they weren't completely underwater. It's just the sky had this vast array of water and not clouds. And verse 7, he says, And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. Just think about that. There was water above and water below. Wouldn't that be cool if you could go down in your pool and live under the water in a space that had oxygen, but the water would be above you, and the pool flat bottom would be below you, and you could live underneath that water. You would probably live longer. You would probably grow bigger, taller, and wouldn't have to worry about all this cancer stuff. Maybe that's what we need to do, is start putting a bubble of water above us. <laughs> Go back to the Bible times. I don't know, just a really cool thing about water. Um, and then, you know, with the self-sustaining earth that God has put in place, it just keeps going and going and going. There's clouds and they make rain and the rain and the water in the oceans and on in the ponds and seas and everything evaporate, goes back up to the clouds and just cycles over and over again. But it had to start somewhere and it started with God making water and separating it. Pretty cool. Next up on section two is gonna we're gonna talk about land. So stay tuned. Well, welcome back to section two. So we're talking about Genesis chapter one. Now we're gonna be talking about uh, verse nine through thirteen. And the really cool thing about like scripture is like you got this big chapter one and these little numbers, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. And so we're talking about creation, which is an awesome subject uh, because kind of we all experience it since we're all on earth. <laughs> um, and so this is God saying this word and he says, uh, we just talked about water and then he goes into water again, but in a different way. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. Now, the really cool thing about land, now, that, that, just hear me out. Land, all of our land is connected. Think about it. All the land in the world is connected. The only thing is some of it is underwater, right? So really, America is connected to Europe and Europe is connected to Africa and Africa is connected to South America because there is land that connects all that, but some land has water on it. And so the land that we actually walk on because, you know, we can't breathe underwater. So God decided to make land that we could actually walk on and use his resources to build things. And we, discover things on land and we put them together and we start using them. But in God's mind, they're always been here because God made everything that we ever need and he put it on land. And then he put it on in the water too. So 
let's talk about this. Uh, verse 10, it says, God called the dry land, dry ground land. And though gathered waters, he called seas. So where did we get the idea of land and sea? Well, that, that was God. And just think about this too. All the seas are connected. Now, I know we have different names for the seven seas. But in all reality, they're all connected together. So there's one ocean and there's one land. Now, they're separated on a map because we don't see the underground land. And, you know, uh, we don't see all the intricacies of creation on a map. But in all reality, all seas and all land are connected together. And here's God again saying, and God saw that it was good. I'm so glad that God saw to it to say it was good. Because it is good that we have water and we have land and we have seas that we could travel on, that we can have vacation, that we can use for our benefit to live. And he saw to it that it was good. And in verse 11, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to the various kinds. So, you know, I've always thought about that, that an apple seed produces a apple, right? A uh, corn, corn produces corn. Now, there's all kinds of corn. There's sweet corn, there's feed corn, there's, you know, all kinds of color corn. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff. But the if you plant corn, you're not going to get avocados, okay? Now, if you plant avocados, you might get all kinds of avocados, but it's not going to be, you're not going to plant an avocado and have cherry tree. So the cool thing is God put in these little seeds, the knowledge and the DNA and the, the, uh, the, written down code to actually make various kinds of cherries. But they're still called a what? A cherry. I mean, that just blows my mind that he intricately put in the code, as we say in computer, the code, the DNA, the structure. So one thing can be various kinds, but it's still going to be a cherry. It's still going to be an apple. It just blows my mind that the, that he did this. And it was so. And then he said, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed and according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. It was all connected, all put together to be perfect. And we reap the benefits of this knowledge. We reap the benefits of studying. God made science so we could study and have factual proof that we put it in a lab and say a cherry seed brings a cherry. And then we question, how does that happen? Well, we, we scientifically can prove it in a lab because it's over and over that we use the factual seed. But it had to start somewhere. I'm telling you. 
someone had to be better, perfect, knowledgeable, and beyond our universe to actually put all that information in a tiny little seed and make it produce itself. That is, I mean, that just blows my mind. I don't know about you. I mean, I, the smallest things impress me. And this small idea that God has put a seed and it makes all kinds, but it doesn't jump ship. It doesn't jump from a banana to a cherry. That's cool. So next section, we're going to talk about light. I saw the light. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the last section of this episode. Uh, we were talking about water and land and how God separated those and we're all connected somehow. And God made these little seeds that have really cool DNA and really cool code. And then, now it's interesting that God made the vegetation before the sun. So how long does a plant live without sun? Well, it can't be a million years. It can't be months and months. So it could have been a week or a day. Well, in Genesis, we, we look at it as a 24-hour day. So sun up, sun down. And then here comes the light. Now remember, we talked about in the beginning of Genesis, there was light, and he created light, but there was nothing that was formed to give light. And so 14 through 19 here tells us how we got the sun, the moon, and the stars and how to separate all that and that it was good for uh, sacred times and days and years and holidays. And God started it up. God put it in existence, the light. I, I love light. Um, you know, the true color of everything is black, really. Until the light is shown, then you get the intricacies and the color and what you're, what you're doing. You know, in the dark, without turning a light on, I get to step on Legos. I get to stub my toe. <laughs> I get to do all kinds of stuff and trip over things. But when the light is on, or even if they're the smallest light, isn't it amazing that we could see things in the dark? And so at this point, God made the water, the land, the seeds. He made the planet. Now he's going to bring the sun so we can have light to know where we're going, how beautiful things are. He's going to actually brighten up the darkness. Look at this. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let the, them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. So God said, hey, look, we need to light this place up. We need to have time for day and time for night to rest. We're going to need these things. Plants need to rest also. Uh, animals need to rest. Trees need to rest. Humans need to rest. And he knew this already before 
he said, let there be lights, but he, he, he said, let there be lights. And here's the separation. Just think if we had sun all the time and no rest, unless you want to move to Alaska, I guess, and you have sun for six, sun for six months and darkness for six months is just experience it. But I don't think everybody wants to move to Alaska, even though I think it would be beautiful and I would love to live there. I'm close enough up here. And then God said this. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, which we call the sun, and the lesser light to govern the night, which we call the moon. He also made the stars. Just think of this. He made the sun and the moon in the specific, specific spot. I mean, perfect spot. If it was any closer, any further away, we would burn up or we'd be cold. It is actually in the right place at the right time, the right distance for us to survive. I mean, who else would ever think of that? There had to be an intelligent designer, intelligent being looking at this say, oh, well, okay, if it was any closer, it would burn up. If it was any further away, it would be cold. And it gave us the moon, which the moon is amazing. I mean, if you think about the moon, it's like a big mirror. We still have enough light to see things, but not bright enough that it would go through our eyelids and we can never sleep. I, I just, if you, if you just look at this and the detail and the magnificent things that God created, and then he made the stars. I mean, we only have seen like 0.5% of our universe. I mean, there's stars out there, there's planets out there that we'll probably never even get to. But when God said that there was stars, I mean, that's just amazing. We don't see creation of new stars. Actually, we see stars exploding. And our sun is a star. So here's God just saying, okay, I'm going to put them all in this place. I'm going to put them in this design, and you're going to say this is looks like a lion, and this looks like a guy shooting an arrow, and this looks like, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to me that God is an artist also. He puts all those stars in the right place. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. I mean, just discovering these lights and the stars and the majesty of looking at these things. Uh, one, of, one of my first dates with uh, Katie, who is my wife, was uh, on, we both sat on the roof of our car in a cul-de-sac and uh, watched the stars. I mean, we spent hours there just talking about life, talking about all kinds of stuff. And uh, never really taking our, our eyes off the stars. If you come up here and the night sky and there's no lights on, I mean, there are billions of stars you can see. And they're clear as day, like you could just reach out and touch them. How amazing is that? How amazing to just know that God made those for not only his benefit, but for ours. How beautiful the sun is. I mean, a lot of times we don't have sun up here in the winter. 
and we have to take vitamin D. But man, when we have these three months of summer, everybody and his brother is doing something outside. It's amazing how we miss that sun. And the moon, I mean, <laughs> I was sitting in the parking lot looking at the man on the moon yesterday. And uh, just the really cool intricacies and, and creativeness of God who loves us and takes care of us. It's all inspiring. That's why I wanted to start with Genesis because there's just something powerful to know that God spoke these into existence and we can enjoy them. Well, I can't wait to the next episode. Um, thanks for joining with five minutes with Frankie, five minutes extended with Frankie. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye now.